3: You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, It's a Tuesday. It's hour one. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in. Stay a while. Oh, we got a national controversy. You know, it's rare when football fans all agree on something. Well, maybe you don't all agree on something. But the officiating last night, I thought, was terrible. And there were certain calls. I had no rooting interest whatsoever. But we'll talk about what happened last night. And I think a side story to this, I like what I see with Justin Fields. I told you that he was going to struggle because we somehow think the Bears are a little bit better than Jacksonville or the Jets, uh, the Niners, but they're not. They're not a good team, and you're going to struggle with the rookie quarterback in there. And last night, he struggled the first three quarters, but you saw something in the fourth quarter He didn't give up, didn't quit, and they had the Steelers on the ropes, and it didn't look like that was going to be a possibility. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. I told you yesterday you can pre-order the DP Show calendar. It's available, danpatrick.com. Autograph calendars limited to a certain number here, uh, so they're going to go fast. Make sure you sign up and get your calendar ordered pre-ordered And if you want it autographed by all of us, we'll do that as well. Get it in time for the holidays. But this is the best calendar. We put out some great, great photos there as we uh, took on some iconic album covers and recreated those. Uh, We'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day. Say good morning to Peacock. That's our great streaming service. Download the app watch for free. And our radio affiliates around the country, part of the Fox Sports Radio formidable, venerable lineup here. All right. So uh, the Steelers beat the Bears in dramatic fashion last night. They're 5-3, and three, late field goal to win it. Pittsburgh's in the playoff conversation, but this isn't your typical Steeler team. They've been winning some close games, but they got a defense that's still pretty good. They got a running attack. Ben is pushing the ball down the field occasionally, but it's not pretty. Uh, I like Najee Harris. TJ Watt is great at three sacks last night. But this year's version of the Steelers, it's a a winning, ugly kind of team. And usually with their talented defense and more conservative offense, you know, it's going to take some getting used to here when you watch, but you're not tuning in to see Ben light up the night by throwing passes down the field. But it can work for Pittsburgh and could result in an AFC playoff spot once again. McLovin, what kind of poll question do we have today?
1: Uh, let's start with that. Do you think the five and three Steelers will make the playoffs without studying the schedule or anything? What's just your gut instinct?
3: It feels like there's going to be one of those teams that you know backs in. You know, are the Patriots that team will the Steelers be that team? There, there's going to be a team that grabs that final wild card spot. I'm going to say no to the Steelers. As much as I like T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick, I like Najee Harris. I, I just don't think Ben, in a pass-happy league, that I, I don't think he can be dangerous consistently enough. And plus, if you look at the wild card, there's going to be a lot of competition. And if you look at what's going on with the AFC North, the Ravens going to be there. We know Cleveland's going to be there. Maybe Cincinnati recovers here It's going to be pretty tough for Pittsburgh. And that's a game that you should win and win comfortably. I thought if that was in Chicago, I said that the Bears, I would take the Bears to win that game. Uh, Obviously, the game was in Pittsburgh. So I thought it was going to be a competitive game. It didn't turn out that way the first three quarters. But it's, you know, because Chicago couldn't muster too much against that Steeler defense, put pressure on Justin Fields. And I like what I saw. But the big story is the officiating. And there was a play, a couple of plays, you know, the Bears had a touchdown taken off the board, Jimmy Graham with a touchdown, and it was supposed to be a chop block on T.J. Watt, but, you know, the lineman missed T.J. Watt, but it was the attempt. And Justin Fields got roughed up a couple of times. You could have called roughing the passer a couple of times there. But then that sort of set up and built the momentum towards what I thought was a bad call, but also the correct call. Then I'll explain. You had a situation where Ben got sacked. And in the moment, you had a Bears defensive player, Cassius Marsh, who doesn't get a lot of plays. He's a journeyman. He used to be with the Steelers. And he sacks Ben, gets up and does some MMA whip kick or something, karate kid. I Okay, I'm okay with that. And then he walks over in the direction of the Steelers bench. Okay, he's staring at them. And then he turns back around. Now, to me, that's taunting. And the official, Tony Correnti, waits until Marsh walks by him and gives him a little bit of a nudge and then throws the flag. So the ref did the nudging. And while I would have flagged Cassius Marsh for taunting, I mean, that's, that's the rule. If you enforce the rule, then he was taunting. But he didn't throw the flag before the bump. And then that's where i had a problem with this it didn't look good at all but uh, here's cassius marsh the bears linebacker on taunting it's pretty clear to everybody who saw it that i wasn't taunting
2: like you know i've been doing the celebration my whole career and uh
3: you know it's just sad to see stuff like that happen in a close game like that it's just rough he also then talked about getting hip-checked by the official. On my way to the sideline, I got hip-checked by the ref,
2: and it's, it's pretty clear. If I were to do that to a ref or even touch the ref, you know, we'd get kicked out of the game and possibly suspended and fined. So I just think that that was incredibly inappropriate, and that's all I'll say about that.
3: Yeah, it is. You know, I didn't like the optics, how it looked with the official with a little nudge back to him, and then you throw the flag. You had time to throw the flag. It was an obvious taunting, and, um, you know, I didn't know if he was going to kind of hold on to that flag if he doesn't touch him or they don't make contact there because in the moment, you know, it's a really important play because Pittsburgh maintains the uh, possession of the ball. I just didn't like the way it looked with the official there. Cassius Marsh should know better. Maybe he doesn't know better because he's usually not in those moments of making a big play. But you gave the official the opportunity to be able to throw the flag. Yeah, Seaton. Cassius
0: Marsh's swag level to career doesn't <laughs> oh, match. Know. Oh, I know. I know. The dude postgame, he looks, he's just like a Viking. When he's playing the game, he's got crosses painted on his face. He's doing the jumping spin kick, and he's been cut from every team he's ever been on. He's a practice squad player, but he looks like a superhero or something. Who's
3: the actor T.J. Miller? Yeah, from Office Christmas Party. Yes. He looks a little bit like him with his hair, you know, but he's got all the tats, and he's got his necklace, and he's got his fur coat and whatever. And Like, he comes in, and you think – out of a movie, oh, that that guy must be the villain. He could be right out of, uh, what's the uh, Pacino movie? Any, any given Sunday? Any given Sunday, oh. he's exactly
0: the star linebacker in that.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, does somebody else get away with that? I don't know, because people have asked me that. Hey, does T.J. Watt get away with that? I don't know if T.J. Watt does that, but it is taunting. Okay? It is taunting. What he did, and he stares down the other sideline. But the let me go back to my side of the field and the official gives him a little bit of a nudge and then throws the flag. Then I have a problem with that. Yeah,
1: McLevin. See, I didn't think it was taunting because it didn't look like the videos from the summer where those are all like close proximity, like the defenders right there and you say something in his face. So since there was no direct person in front of him, I thought, I mean, I think most of America thought that one didn't even fit the... Well, the description.
3: The poor punter is coming out, and then you know he gets a little bit of the wrath. You know that he's staring him down for some reason. I hope he's going
4: to be okay after yeah. that direct look. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers.
3: Yeah, Seaton. I think most of America agrees that the
0: rule this year is being used really poorly. It's like really stupid. But given the current climate around taunting and the NFL, what he did was
3: clearly taunting. Yes, but uh, you know what? I still go back to when you had Lamar Jackson do a somersault in the end zone <laughs> and that's not taunting as if to say to the defense, I am so wide open. I can do a somersault. I can do a cartwheel. That's not taunting. And then you had the Steelers entire defense that ran down the field 60 yards to celebrate in the end zone. That kind of strikes me as taunting as well. I, look, I, Do I think there was outrage? I don't know from who. I've tried to find out. Like, who said, you know, we've got to stop the taunting? Because a year ago, they wanted to enhance the celebration in the NFL. Like, I can't figure this out. And how many fights have have started? How many fights can you think of other than Miles Garrett and Mason Rudolph? I can't think of many. And it is a violent sport. There's going to be talk, trash talk. I get it. But some of the taunting, it's okay if you do it, but you don't face the other team. You do it away from the other team. I mean, this isn't grade school, high school. Yeah, Paul.
4: You're right. It is that tenuous. If Cassius Marsh turned towards the end zone, and did the same kind of <laughs> swagger walk look, he's not looking at the uh, the Steelers players. Oh so if he God. pointed in three other directions, he's fine. One other thing, though, Cassius Mars in, uh, in his postgame interview said, I've been doing that celebration my whole career. Is this guy Bruce Smith? <laughs> Does he have 200 sacks? This guy's got 15 sacks in eight years. That's yeah. why his swag level is dialed oh. up to
3: 11. Oh, I do. And you're like, dude. Absolutely. You're like, man. The Steelers just cut you like six months ago. He acts as if he's had TJ Watt's career. Right. <laughs> and you're going like, dude. Just get to the sidelines. Oh, man. I want to know what the NFL says today. Does the NFL Players Association, you know, do they pick up this story? Do they have Cassius Marsh's back? Does Marsh get fined? Does he get suspended? Here is his head coach, for the time being, Matt Nagy. It's an emotional game. And so that's not an excuse in anything. But we just got to, we got to be smart. And, and it's also an emphasis this year, right? It's a major emphasis. So knowing that it's a major emphasis, we all as coaches and players got to make sure that you just don't even put it in the gray area, right? Don't put it in that area. And and you, did, you guys did a great job. You worked like hell to get off the field. So come off the field, right? And celebrate with your guys. And so, again, I got I to gotta see it. I didn't see it. Um, but it's... Uh, You know, it's one of those deals that we know they're emphasizing it. Yeah, I give you credit. You know, Matt says the right thing there. Celebrate with your teammate. You don't have to stare down the Steelers and act tough. Just go. Go. You just made a big play. Yeah, See see, what you guys are missing out on? (laughs) Steelers. Yeah, you could have had some of this. Yeah. I could be playing for you guys. One that got away, Steelers. (laughs) Yes, Paulie.
4: Okay, here's the follow-up question. Mm. Tony Carenti, the referee, forget about the call of taunting. Did he initiate contact with the Bears players, and will the NFL, should and will the NFL discipline him in any way?
3: Yes, he did, and no, they won't. (laughs) Yeah. Because it, it was just sort of like, he just kind of stuck his cheek out, and I went, why? Yes, Todd.
5: It's got to work both ways. With You can't touch a ref or you can't touch a player either. And he definitely stuck his hip out. The last time I saw something that blatant was Reggie Jackson. I know you don't like me going back to the 70s and 80s, knocking the ball in the World Series to send it flying into the outfield so a run can score. That was definitely blatant, and he stuck his uh, hip out, and he should be f- f- fined and suspended. He should probably miss at least one game that ref, if not maybe more.
3: A, maybe a little better reference, but I like your passion. <laughs> like Reggie, Reggie Jackson in check. a rundown. Yeah, yeah. You know,
5: you got to be at least five, forty. Yeah, but that's
3: I know, but that's that, that has nothing to do with. There was a last check time. there, and it is, needs to be addressed. That is that that is true. All right, thank you, Todd. By the way, empower your investment portfolio with great opportunities in Puerto Rico. Impeller, new online tool that connects investors with innovative projects on the island, is available now. Impeller is your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investpr.org slash impeller. And that's uh, I-M-P-E-L-L-E-R. All right, McLovin, what's the poll question we're going to go with? First I down? actually,
1: I think we should put up the question, should the NFL try to change their taunting rule mid midseason? Like, is there something, because this is a Steelers-Bears game. What happens in the playoffs when this happens? That I mean, it's going to be a huge call. I don't know if you can change it now.
3: I mean, you can, but they, I, I, I think... Don't change it as much as how are you enforcing it? Almost do a, let's do a reset second half of the season. What are we looking for with taunting? Let the players, let the teams know this is the emphasis here. If you, if you want to do that, then I'm fine with that. Usually what happens at the start of a season. You know, remember when holding was a big deal and then Tom Brady tweeted out, like, this is unwatchable because of all the holding penalties? Then they sort of subsided a little bit. Pass interference. Guy, you're calling pass interference on every play. Then that sort of quieted down. Taunting is still here. And I worry that we're... And I said this when we came up with this rule or we started to emphasize it even more. Wait till we get to the playoffs and you have a moment like this that either takes away a touchdown, gives somebody a touchdown, keeps a drive alive, then everybody's going to get upset. But this is a game, week nine, that if this was a game at one o'clock, people wouldn't be up in arms. It's a standalone game. Sometimes because of that, that's when people react or overreact. Yeah, McLovin.
1: I think the NFL has a problem, though, because taunting only happens on huge plays. So, like, it's way too impactful. I mean, that play changed the entire game. It's like pass interference for 50 yards. I don't know why they still do that. Don't you think that's too impactful? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because you're just, it's like James Harden. When James Harden would get these calls, he could initiate contact, and then he was going to get that call. You have some receivers who have that ability to sort of just get into somebody else's body, and you're going to give the benefit of the doubt to the offense. Let's take a break we'll uh, settle on our poll question. Uh, Where will Odell Beckham Jr. land today? I have the order of the teams who can put in their claim for Odell Beckham. But uh, buyer beware, because I'm going to guess that uh, probably 95% of the teams, he has no interest in going to. Maybe uh, maybe 90% of those teams. But uh, we'll analyze. And I got one big question about Odell Beckham Jr. I'll have that for you coming up. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old time greats, one place, only one place to collect them all. Panini trading cards... You're going to love them. Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, and they're partners with the NFL and the NFL Players Association. Autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, hottest rookie cards. There's something for everyone in Panini America packs. And there's more to Panini than just the NFL. NBA, UFC, NASCAR, collegiate trading cards. And when you think about the matchups in Week 10, Alvin Kamara and the Saints – go into Tennessee, and uh, they take on the Titans. Russell Wilson will be back in Green Bay. Uh Will Aaron Rodgers be back? And would Seattle have Odell Beckham Jr.? Sunday night, it's Patrick Mahomes and Derek Carr against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Start or continue your collection now at paniniamerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the
6: Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game.
3: Summer afternoon. We're coming into that time of the year. Be like, oh man, crack look, one, yes or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know, Miller Light, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Light delivered right to your door, visit millerlight.com/patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ninety-six calories per twelve ounces. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. I don't know what it is. Can't get into Jim Morrison in the Doors. I've tried for 40 years, maybe longer. This can't do it.
4: Did you not like it at the time when it came out? Like, Yeah, I didn't. So that, that's it then?
3: Yeah, but I thought sometimes that you grow and then your taste mature and then you're able to go, oh, okay, now I get it. But I just never – and I read, I read the biography on Jim Morrison. Like I was really fascinated with him and really a genius, a brilliant guy. But I just – I don't know. For some reason – can't get into the doors. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter for the Monday Morning Quarterback, joining us on the program. All right. Your unbiased perch last night watching this game with the taunting call. What did you make of that, Albert?
7: I mean, I, I think it's ridiculous the way they're calling these. Um you know, I could Cassius Marsh have done a little bit more to prevent that situation for himself? I mean, the, the flying leg kick and then just sort of stare down at the other sideline. I mean, you know, like I, I think if you're um, you Matt Nagy today, you're probably telling your players in a teaching point, like, I don't agree with the rule, but like if they're calling this, just, you know, if you're going to celebrate, don't make eye contact with anybody on <laughs> the opponent. You know what I mean? Like, so... Um, you know, I do, I think Cassius Marsh did everything he could to avoid it. No, but like you add it to kind of the, the hip check there, which I'm sure you've seen that, um, and everything else, it just, like, it just feels like this is not being consistently enforced across the league. And it feels like, and I, I go, go, look, going into the season, Dan, I really thought like this is going to take them two, three, four weeks to, to work it out and to figure out where that line is. And here we are and it's week nine and it still feels like people don't have a full understanding of what's gonna get called and what isn't gonna get called.
3: Okay, but it felt like Tony Correnti, the official, yeah, initiated some contact here with No, it did. And plus he doesn't throw the flag where there is an obvious taunt, but then mm-hmm. he throws it like right after they, you know, nudge into one another, like now There's I'm retaliation. Throw... Yes. Yeah. I it felt like he missed the taunting penalty. And then almost waited and then threw the flag after, you know, they, they made contact with one another.
7: Yeah. And if you're the league, the last thing you can do is have the, uh, have the idea out there that your officials are engaging in anything that becomes in any way personal at all with any player or coach, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're, the, they're supposed to be the ones that are out there that are not emotional, that are looking at the game from a down the middle perspective and aren't letting anything anybody says get to them. And yeah, I mean it, I don't know if there was some sort of altercation between Marsh and the official and Tony earlier in the game. Um, or if like just Tony got his backup about like the flying leg kick and stare down, but like it did feel like there was something personal there because it absolutely looked intentional. And, um, look, the league's had a lot of problems with officiating in the last couple of years um you know and and i think that there's a little bit more to al riveron you know winding up out than than met the eye and um it just it, it feels to me like this is something they can't just let it go you know when does the nfl well,
3: respond today
7: Like they don't always respond right away, um, but they might get it out there. The way the NFL would respond in a situation like this normally, if it were a player, right, is they would say we're looking into it, (laughs) right? Like, so they would at least get it out there and let the public know this is something we're not like just brushing over. We're looking into it. And then usually with the players, the way it works is that by the end of the week, they've sent the FedEx out to the guy. And that at that point, the news gets out of whatever happened to the player or coach, whoever was involved in it. And so, like, you would think that it would probably be the same process here where the NFL gets something out on Tony Correnti, say we're looking into this and we're talking to him about this. Um, And then if there was going to be any sort of sanctions, I think they'd probably be later in the week after they talk to
3: everybody. What happens to Mac Jones after the uh, shoestring tackle? (laughs) Um,
5: Leg twist. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know
7: what's funny is, like, he comes off as – like he almost comes off as like Opie in his press conferences, you know what I mean? Like when you hear him talk publicly and he just seems like you're uh, like, I don't know any better way to put it. than like like, kind of like sounds like he's stoned when he talks, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and so he seems very kind of like passive, but you hear all these legendary stories about how competitive he is, right? Like, um, and yeah. you know, I remember talking to some scouts in the spring about how, um, you know, the Alabama people would tell him he would get into it with Nick Saban when he was running the scout team and like yell like trash talk nick saban about the way his defense was playing against mac who was to his backup at the time um and so i think that this is probably like a combination of mac not knowing exactly what had happened because he had just gotten hit there and probably being a little bit overly competitive in the moment that said the fact that the defensive player was injured on this play right and the fact that he suffered an ankle injury i think the nfl has to look at this and say if the roles were reversed and a quarterback got hurt in a play like this, what would happen? Right. Um, That's why I think they've got a problem on their hands. And that's why I think they probably have to find Mac Jones because that'd be a legal play. That would be a legal play if Brian Burns had the ball in his hands, but he didn't. And the twist at the end, I think you could certainly say Mac had enough time there while he was on the ground to figure out seeing people running past him that Brian Burns probably didn't have the ball.
3: Odell Beckham Jr. Does he find out where he's going today? I don't
7: think he gets claimed today, um, and I could be wrong about that. But you know, for another team to claim him at this point, um, it's seven point two five million dollars. They have a settlement agreement with the Browns where he'll, um, you know, like he gets termination pay. I do not get into the weeds in it, but he gives three million back to the Browns if um, you know if he winds up clearing waivers. Um, I think he probably will not get claimed i mean there are a couple teams in there um that are on that list that have enough money to claim them that are sort of interesting to me um the one that you really look at is seattle just because Pete carroll's already addressed it publicly um you know they've tried to show russell wilson like we're all in for you to to, to make it happen with you right now and i think the seahawks have to reckon with the possibility too that this might be it for them with russell wilson right like and so If this is it for them with russell wilson what's the harm in going and you know burning the cap space that you have on a player that's gonna you know be his best and so you know then you kind of create a situation where it's like okay like we're making one great run with russell wilson here and maybe there's a long-term benefit where if you wind up making a real run you know he's convinced that he wants to stay there longer than just the rest of this year
3: okay explain this to me that odell beckham jr is not good for the browns but Odell Beckham Jr is good for Seattle.
7: I think it has everything to do with the power of the quarterback, okay? And I I know the Browns firmly believe this, I believe it too. Baker Mayfield got better last year after Odell went down. And Baker Mayfield playing really well on Sunday against the Bengals, they don't view that as a as as a as an accident either. Like Baker Mayfield's at his best when he can go out there and play point guard, right? and it, like when he can go out there and see the field and you and, and all five guys are live in the route and he doesn't have to look over every three or four plays to make sure that odell beckham's not losing his mind because he's not getting the ball
3: and that's bad for a young quarterback yeah, right but why like, is russell wilson going to be better for odell Beckham?
7: because it's, it's the same thing as tom brady with randy moss like that was the problem with randy moss earlier in his career with young quarterbacks right then he got to new england and the quarterback was a bigger star than he is. Okay. And the quarterback being a bigger star than he is, I think made a made a big difference because now it's like I like Randy Moss could legitimately go into New England and say I know this guy knows more than me. I know this guy has been to the mountaintop. This guy's a bigger star than I am. So in this situation, it's on me to fit in with him, not the other way around. And I think Russell Wilson probably has that sort of like that has that sort of I guess leverage is the right word in a relationship with his receivers, whereas a Baker Mayfield doesn't. You know, a Baker Mayfield, if Odell's not getting the ball and he's not happy, he's not going to point the finger at himself. If that happens with Russell Wilson, I think the dynamic is completely different. And that's why I think like, you know, you even look at like when the Patriots got rid of Randy Moss. That was why, because it sort of reverted to that. And that, that, I think that's what every team that's considering signing him or claiming him has to take into account is what sort of effect it's going to have on your quarterback and whether or not your quarterback has the power to leverage the right, the right sort of attitude out of Odell Beckham.
3: How does Aaron Rodgers play against Seattle this weekend? I think
7: he's like at his best when he's like in FU mode, right? Like, and I think like... I mean, he, no, but how
3: does he get to the point where he's allowed to play? Not how does he play? Do you think he's playing against Seattle? I do. Okay. Yeah.
7: I mean, and look like, like, I will say this, I I mean, 100% like this is like, if he has symptoms, whatever, I don't know about that. Right. Like that's possible that, you know, like the timing doesn't work. He has another positive test, whatever. Right. Like, so he's got to get through the protocols first, but I think if he clears on Saturday, then I think he's going to play and just having talked to Packers coaches about this over the last few days, I, I can tell you unequivocally, if they, one of them said to me, if there's anyone in the league who can play without practicing during the week, it's Aaron Rodgers. And so, you know, they're going to get Aaron Rodgers ready to play, um, you know, over the next few days. And I think where this would have gotten interesting, Dan, is if Jordan Love had played really well against the Chiefs, maybe organizationally, then they might say, let's get a second look at him. You know, if they win that game, maybe they have a little more breathing room now. Let's take another look at what Jordan Love looks like out here. We can gather some valuable information, and we can give Aaron the benefit of another week off. Mm. But I think based on the way Jordan, the way Jordan Love played now, like kind of the urgency of the situation the Packers are facing, they're going to do everything they can to get him ready. I think he's going to start on Sunday, so long as he clears the protocols.
3: Uh, Does this affect his status long term with the Packers? In your opinion,
7: I think yes. Um, Their handling of this situation is going to be really important now the league's investigating this right so they're requesting all the video and they're like trying to gather every piece of like every piece of information they can about the way this went over the last three months i think you know one of the one of the interesting pieces of this is the press conference piece of it where like the packers if you look at the way they handle the press conferences right you can tell what happened there. Like You don't need me to tell you. They put every other unvaccinated player on Zoom. Every single other unvaccinated player was on Zoom. Only Aaron Rodgers was going to the, going to the podium without a, without a mask on. So the Packers can very easily say to the league, we told them, look, like every other, every one, every other one of our guys is, is up there, right? So how do they handle this now? Do they fall on the sword and say, you can talk to Aaron. We've got our players back. Or do they say, look at the way we handle every other one of our players? I think that right there, because Aaron takes everything so personally. I think that right there is important because if Aaron feels like he's being thrown under the bus by the, by the Packers, all that goodwill over the three last three months, I think goes out the window. If the Packers fall on the sword here, maybe it helps them, right? Like if the Packers show we have your back, like, hey, Aaron, look, we traded for Randall Cobb. We went and got Whitney Merciless and Jalen Smith in the middle of the season. We're, we're acting in a different way. We're winning with you. And now we have your back when you're in a really kind of tough spot. I think that could end up going a, a, a long way. So I don't think it's like how like, the on-field piece goes. I think it's how the NFL investing, investigation goes that could really wind up affecting where that relationship is when we get to February and
3: March. Thank you, Albert. Uh, we appreciate your time as always. You got it, Dan. That's Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter and lead strategist for uh, Monday Morning Quarterback. Yeah, and given the way that Jordan Love played, if I'm the uh, organization, I probably go, how do we salvage this? How do we look good to Aaron Rodgers? And do I think the Packers are complicit in this? Absolutely. Had somebody with the NFL tell me. That's why they're investigating. They want to see, I guess they have the opportunity to see the last 30 days of videotape in the building. If I'm the Packers, I want to keep him happy to what extent do I keep him happy? Well, this is above and beyond. Hey, we're going to go out and trade for some guys that you like or you're friends with. This is we're going to be going against NFL protocol. And the you know, the league is probably going to come down, I don't know if they take away a draft pick. You know, the, the Saints were serial abusers when it when it comes to NFL rules, and that's why they lost a draft pick. That you know they were involved with you know COVID related um, mandates that they violated, and because they had been repeat offenders, I'm told that's why they took away a draft pick. But the Packers probably wouldn't lose a draft pick, but probably will be you know leveled levied a a pretty good fine here. Yeah, Paul.
4: You know what's weird? As much as I you want to see Aaron Rodgers, you want to see the best quarterback play, I would kind of want to see Jordan Love play a second game against the one more start cuz we may not see it again he may not play another game this year i kind of would like to see jordan love have one more start against the seattle seahawks
3: but well, i don't agree with albert that if jordan love had won that game in kansas city i don't think that you could say to aaron rodgers hey why don't you why don't you slow your roll a little bit here let's uh let's let's get another week here so you get a solid footing and you know practice there is no way after everything that aaron rodgers has gone through that he's going to go, oh, okay, let's let Jordan Love play one more game, a home game against Seattle, and all sit out. And that ain't happening. I don't care how good Jordan, he could have looked like the old Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think they would be like, you know, second thought, Aaron, why don't you just uh, stay at home right now? You know, make wedding plans or whatever you need to do. Yeah, Paul.
4: You're absolutely right. I'm surprised Rodgers didn't show up <laughs> at halftime of the Chiefs game wanting to play. Come on, that guy.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, We'll settle on our poll question. And we got uh, play of the day up next. Your phone calls as well. We'll take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
2: I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. Podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. The truth, absolute fire, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it one hundred. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your
6: podcasts.
3: you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. There's
0: no distance too far for the perfect trip.
5: Hi, checking in for.
0: Or the perfect table.
5: Hey, where are you?
0: Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card.
5: Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it.
0: And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
2: Oh my God.
3: The play. The play's called play. Of the day. Runner
5: left side
2: garlic. We're going to play it and play it. This is the
6: play of the day. Check this out. Third down and five from the Chicago 25. Ball on the right hash, so wide side is the field's left. Third and five, shotgun snap. He wanted to
3: run. He's hit, and he's down in the pocket. TJ Watt
2: with the trifecta.
3: That's courtesy of WDVE 102.5, the Steelers radio network. TJ Watt. Sacks Justin Fields for the third time. Leads the NFL with four multi-sack games this season. He has uh, 14 games with two or more sacks, most in the NFL since he came into the league. And oh, by the way, Justin Fields has been sacked 29 times this season. More than any other quarterback in the league. That's your Play of the Day. Play of the Day brought to you by the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini Trading Cards. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the only place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, and uh, you can get memorabilia cards. You can get instant classics, autograph cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at paniniamerica.net. I'm looking at some of the teams who have had fines with COVID-related issues. Uh, the Ravens were fined $250,000 uh, for their role in an outbreak. Uh, the Patriots, uh, probably $350,000. The Titans, right around there as well. The Saints were fined a half a million dollars and stripped of a seventh-round draft pick. And uh, Las Vegas lost a sixth-round draft pick and fined $350,000. That's a series of violations. I don't know if that matters to anybody. The team gets fined. If Rodgers does, then I think it's a little more interesting. But from what I'm told, he's not going to be suspended. And I don't think there's any chance that if uh, Jordan Love played well against Kansas City that the Packers would somehow say, you know what, we'd like to get another look at Jordan Love or Aaron, take your time coming back from this. There is no way in the world. Because if you want to know when Aaron Rodgers would make his decision that he wasn't going to stay with his franchise, it would be right then. Because he'd probably say, all right, you got your quarterback of the future? All right, good. Thank you. Good night. All right, McLevin, update the poll results.
1: Should the NFL tell officials to stop calling taunting so much? As you'd expect, (laughs) 85% say yes. All right. They got to cut it off now because when this happens in the playoffs. They got the call right, according to the law, the rule.
3: I just didn't like how long it took for the official to throw the flag. And if you were going to throw it when he does his little karate kid spin kick or he walks over the Steelers sideline, throw the flag. That right then in the moment. But now you open it to interpretation of, okay, he missed throwing it, and then you bump into the player, then you throw the flag. That's the problem that I have with this. Does the NFL react? Who knows? As Albert Breer said, we're going to look into it. I don't know what that'll mean. They're looking into it. Yes, Eden. I'll bet you that little hip check happens 50 times a game. No.
0: But the only difference is this time there's a garbage penalty attached to it.
3: I can understand incidental bumping that didn't feel like incidental because the official leans leans back just as he gets right behind him I didn't think that was incidental at all you think he was frustrated and was like I'm gonna I hit don't know hit you with with my I, head. I don't know that's take, a Tony then I'm throwing the floor I hope that hurts uh, Mac Jones will probably be fined for his play, so he gets sacked, loses the ball against the Panthers, and then a defensive lineman who sacks him doesn't have the ball. Is that Brian Burns? Is the defensive lineman Mac Jones? I think he believes the defensive lineman has the ball and he's trying to tackle him. Meanwhile, the defensive player is trying to get away to help his team advance the ball. And uh, he ends up twisting Brian Burns. Well, it felt like Brian Burns twisted his own ankle to try to escape Mac Jones. But Mac Jones was holding said ankle. He had this to say about his attempted tackle:
2: After I got hit pretty hard, um, I didn't really know exactly what was going on. I thought he had the ball, and um, it was my job to try and make the tackle. Um, and that's pretty much it. And you know, obviously, when you get up and see the ball is actually down down the field a little bit more. Um, It was just a bang-bang play, and and I didn't mean to hurt anybody or anything like that. I was just trying to tackle him and make the play because, you know, I didn't really know what was going on.
3: Okay. It's when you hear him, you look at him when he says this, you're like, come on, the paper boy couldn't have done that. But then you hear these stories about how competitive he is, and you're thinking, all right, well, maybe. But it didn't look like he was trying to purposely hurt Brian Burns. Burns, I think, hurt himself by twisting out of it, trying to spin out of it, and he had a hold of his ankle. But, you know, I don't know if the NFL will factor in, hey, Mac Jones doesn't look like he would hurt somebody intentionally. I think he's going to get fined for this. Yeah, Paul, Do
4: you think it bothered people because it didn't look like a traditional football play? You know, tripping is is kind of frowned upon and it's you know, they flag you for it. Yeah. It looked like something you do at a grade school when you're in a wrestling match, and it just didn't look like a football play. That's why I think it bothers people because grabbing and twisting ankles is WWE stuff. Yeah, yeah,
3: and it did look that way. but what, Whether it was on purpose or not, it doesn't look like it. Yeah, you don't get the benefit of the doubt where you say, hey, I didn't do it on purpose. Okay, you still did it, and we're going to probably find you. Yeah, Tony.
5: In that situation, you do everything you can to keep that player away from the ball. If you can buy an extra half a second where your team can jump on the ball, I don't see how you can't do that. And if this if this guy's punching each other in the uh, in the groin, you know, going after loose balls under a pile, and who knows what else is going on, gouging people's eyes—that's nothing to me.
3: So you're okay with Mac Jones doing what he did?
5: I am. Okay. I don't want anyone to get hurt, but uh, oh I, no, I, you can't, you can't. No, well, the instinct, my instinct, my instinct would have been the same thing. How do I keep this guy? If I got a like a tug of war rope, how do I hold on to this guy and keep him from getting to the ball before one of my guys? That's I would have done But I don't thing. know if you can
3: politely grab somebody's ankle. Yeah, I don't believe he was
5: twisting and turning it like. He, like how, how can I break this guy's ankle and ruin his season? I don't think that entered his mind <laughs> for <laughs> a <second. laughs>
3: Man, you're all fired up. There's anger in there.
5: I just think that's it's, he's getting way too much heat for that. that that's <laughs> what you do. It's football.
3: I know it wasn't a football
5: play. There's a lot of things that aren't a basketball move or a football play that happen all the time.
3: Where's this Fritzy? I don't tough know. Guy I just, I just leave Matt
5: Jones alone. I don't, I don't even like the Patriots at all, and <laughs> I'm sticking up for Max Jones. <laughs> I hate the Patriots. Yes, Paul.
4: I've noticed Fritzy lately a lot more short sleeve shirts. I think there's some working out going on what's, that we don't know about. What's
3: going on? <laughs>
5: I'm wearing my Jimmy Jimerson shirt. I
3: know, but you. It's
5: an XL, which should probably be a 2XL, and it's a little tight. I, a lot I don't of know.
3: testosterone flying it around that back It feels like there's there's a lot of M drive in you.
5: There could be. Oh. Yeah. With a capital M.
3: I mean, not M drive lean, but M drive. No.
5: I'll, I'll do my five sets of bicep curls, and then I'll still have my large pizza at Mountain Dew, but, you know, at least I'm doing a little bit of the. Of
3: yeah, you, you just seem like you're ready to go off here.
5: Is that a good thing? I don't even know.
3: Is there like road rage? It could be a little could bit. It could be studio rage.
5: But I, I got to work on, I don't know, I got to adjust my meds or something because either I won't say anything for like days <laughs> on end or you'll get, you get this, you get the Friday you on a Tuesday or something.
3: Okay. But why is that that I get one or the other?
5: I don't know what that is. I have, that's one of the many, many things I have to work on. I'm either completely silent or you can't shut me up. <laughs> and that makes it very difficult.
3: For you. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Yes, yes, Paul.
4: I really love when Acacia will go out to a dinner and Todd will say nothing for the first 45 minutes of the dinner. And then some topic or some person cues him up and he takes over and we could just sit back and eat and he handles the entire table. Todd could talk to 15 people for 45 minutes without breaking a sweat
3: and normally he just talks to himself
5: i do which is strange
3: you can carry on a conversation with yourself
5: but you guys know even though i've failed many times on major comedic stages at attempts to at comedy when i'm with you guys or i'm in a group and i'm in the right frame of mind there's nothing more that i enjoy than uh, you know kind of make everybody laugh it's a, it's the awesome feeling
3: yeah You should take that same approach to when you get up at Caroline's or, you know, the Laugh Factory. You would think
5: when it really counts. Or the
3: the show. Or the show. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
5: All valid points by you. Yeah. That's why you're a Hall of Famer. You you see these things. Thank you, Todd. And you bring them up, point them out.
1: (laughs) What is the poll question, McLevin? So, yeah, we had up there, should the NFL de-emphasize Tawny? Obviously, 80% say yes. We have a couple options for after the break. Odell Beckham. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm surprised the poll
4: isn't 99% de-emphasized, Tony. 20% of people like the current rule. That, that's even more than I expected.
3: I like it when it's real emotion, but you know when it feels a little stage scripted, I'm, I've always had a problem with that. I, I like when it's real. And now, would I, would I have thrown the flag last night? I would have. I would have. Because I would have carried out the letter of the law, the rule. I'm a narc. I would, have, I would have called it, get off my lawn, Cassius Marsh. And then you would have bumped into him, yeah, too. Yeah, and then I would have sure. given him a hip check. Take that. One more item, first hour, simply save home security. Take me up on this offer. They have a great offer for you right now. 50% off their award-winning home security. Black Friday deals, early access, just because you listen to the program. We love Simply Safe. Has everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help in an instant when you need it. Simply Safe, named best home security system of 2021 by U.S. News & World Report. Customized for your home. You can do it online. Do it in minutes. Delivered right to your Doorstep biggest discounts of the year. Complete home security system starting at just over $100. No long term contracts, commitments, no hidden fees. Get started. Take advantage of Simply Safe's early Black Friday deals and get 50% off your new home security system. All you have to do is get started by visiting SimplySafedan.com. Once again, SimplySafedan.com and you'll get 50% off your entire system.
0: Include their own unique mini games like digging for treasure or a robot Pachenko machine, and there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies.
6: There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!
1: This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride with Samal Bogris Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?